Good evening. My name is Father Aaron Williams. I'm a priest of the Diocese of Jackson, Mississippi, and I'm very thankful for your pastor's invitation for me to be with you tonight and to offer this holy sacrifice of the Mass. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almost a year ago to the day, I found myself inside the spaceship-like concrete basilica, which is the Basilica of the Annunciation in Nazareth. And if you've ever been to this massive basilica, you will know that within there is actually a smaller and more ancient crusader chapel containing the Grotto of the Annunciation. And in this grotto is an altar with the spine-chilling engraving Verbum Cardo Hic Factum Est. The Word became flesh here. So after spending some time in that grotto, I left the basilica and I started to wander about outside before it was time to return to the tour bus. And since I'm not much for crowds, I decided to head a few hundred feet up the hill away from the basilica where I saw what looked like an old stone church wedged between a boarding school and an apartment complex, the Church of St. Joseph. Now this church, much like the UFO Basilica down the hill, is also built over a crusader chapel, the Church of the Nutrition. At least that's the information I could glean off the plaque that was mounted on the wall of this small cave beneath the basically empty church, the Church of the Nutrition. It's sort of an odd name for a church. And so I asked a religious sister nearby, hoping she knew English, why such a name was given. And she told me that the cave I was standing in was believed to be the workshop of St. Joseph, and therefore the home of the Holy Family. Now that's an awesome thought to consider, especially since I was practically the only one there. Everyone else, all the pilgrims, were down the hill at the site of the Annunciation. And it's not that I don't think the Annunciation is important or anything like that, but the thought struck me that day and still strikes me that even before our Lord changed water into wine or preached the Sermon on the Mount or was transfigured or underwent his passion for all of our sakes, even before then, the first thing he sanctified was that little cave between the boarding school and the apartment complex. The first thing he sanctified was a home. In 1921, Pope Benedict XV extended the Feast of the Holy Family into the universal calendar of the Church. And he did this, as he said, in order to promote for Christian families a model of the ideal of family life, which of course was much needed in the world in 1921, only three years after the conclusion of the First World War. And this model is still needed now, for the obvious reason that most of society has completely forgotten what a family is or why families are needed. The Catechism teaches that the family, and not the individual, is the most basic unit of society. And yet perhaps because of the ordinary nature of the family, it is not something that is considered often in today's world. And that's probably the reason that I was the only pilgrim in that cave in Nazareth. People today are far more concerned about the extraordinary. But our Lord's family was not that remarkable 
And I don't mean that to discount the Holy Family by any means, but St. Joseph wasn't some famous politician or gladiator. Nazareth wasn't a bustling metropolis in our Lord's time. But this is the family that God chose for himself, an ordinary family, so ordinary, in fact, that the only story we have about this family is the one recorded in today's gospel. And so if we are to understand this family, we're going to have to ask ourselves what is so significant about this passage from St. Luke's gospel that it merited inclusion in the Bible. Right from the start, St. Luke is giving us important details. Each year, he writes, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the Feast of Passover. Now, if you don't know much about Jewish law, you would think that this is just a sign of the Holy Family being pious. And indeed it is. However, according to the law, only men were required to present themselves for the festival in Jerusalem. In fact, only men over the age of 14 were required to make this pilgrimage. But St. Luke gives us the detail that not only do Jesus' parents make this pilgrimage together each year, but that our Lord himself makes this pilgrimage with them at the age of 12, two years before he would have been required to go under the law. So we're not dealing with Easter Sunday Catholics here. The observance of the Feast of the Lord are central to the life of the Holy Family. Secondly, St. Luke tells us that they traveled with relatives, but these are surely not St. Joseph's relatives because Joseph is from Bethlehem. We can only assume that the Holy Family makes this annual pilgrimage with Mary's family from Nazareth, thus hearkening to the words of Genesis, a man will leave his father and his mother and cling to his spouse. And finally, in the concluding verses of this gospel, we find the humility of the Lord, who makes himself subject to his human parents. He went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. Now, there's a lot we could glean out of these verses to apply to family life and certainly to expound upon our Lord's identity as the Son of the Father. But for the sake of time, I will have to narrow things down to a few short points. The first is in relationship to how the family, as the domestic church, is able to unite its own prayer and worship to that of the universal ecclesial church through the observance of the liturgical year. Mary and Joseph go up to Jerusalem for the feast of Passover each year, writes St. Luke. Christian parents have an obligation to educate their children in the virtue of religion, but one concrete way to do this is to go out of their way to celebrate feast days as a family. Children are used to marking certain days of the year, their birthday, their sibling's birthday, the day that school begins, certain civil holidays when they don't have to go to school, national days when they know they're good in for good cooking and for family time together. Christian parents need to make a custom of marking with great solemnity the feast of the church year as well. And you can do this sort of thing by saving certain foods for use on feast days, or by decorating the house, by teaching the children what the feast is celebrating, preparing them ahead of time, and of course, by going to Mass. And just as our Lord himself was able to mark these feasts at a young age, we should not be afraid to present these mysteries to even very young children, so that with each passing year, they can grow in their understanding both of the importance of these days and also of the realities that they celebrate. 
Secondly, we should recognize that while there is certainly an importance to allowing children to grow in friendships at school or in the neighborhood, we shouldn't dismiss the possibility of them growing in love of their own extended families, even if they don't have cousins their own age. One of the reasons today that we don't see young people caring for their elderly parents is perhaps because they were not trained as children to see their older family members as people they were responsible to, or people they should love and celebrate. We must begin to give precedence to the family, perhaps by even combining the first recommendation I gave you and invite families to celebrate feast days together. Christmas isn't the only time that the family should come together. It isn't even the most important day of the year. Easter is the most important day of the year. But Easter is usually, regrettably, celebrated with less solemnity in most American families than we celebrate Valentine's Day. And yet Easter is the entire reason we are Christian. We must reclaim these holy days as family days as well. And finally, Christian parents must once again take responsibility for the spiritual formation of their children. To the great dismay of parent, a priest, most parents today allow their children to give precedence to nearly anything else in life other than the church. And this is usually because parents give precedence to nearly anything else in life other than the church. I teach fifth and sixth grade students back in Mississippi, and I'm a chaplain to an entire K-12 school system, and I can't tell you how maddening it is to try to get students to understand they should go to Mass on Sunday when their parents spend every Sunday doing anything they can think of other than going to Mass. Not to mention trying to convince a child of the necessity of sacramental confession when they have never seen their parents or their sibling go to confession. What really becomes depressing is when you have young children, like fifth and sixth graders, who come to confession and tell me that they have missed Mass because their parents didn't take them. And all the while we're sending out surveys and plastering studies all over the church walls saying that the thing that young people want today for their church is a church that is relevant to them. Well, excuse me, but I can't imagine how young people could possibly want a church that looks different than the one they already have. Because the church that they have been given is one that lets them get married and then disappear until someone dies. Christ the Lord was obedient to his human parents and thereby advanced in wisdom and age and favor before God. If this was true of the incarnate Son of God, it surely must be true of our own ordinary families as well. Jesus Christ entered this world as no extraordinary child, and he took unto himself no extraordinary family in order to demonstrate to us that all families have a divinely given duty to sanctify the world. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, began his ministry of salvation on this earth by sanctifying his earthly home. And therefore, each of our homes must also become a little church of the nutrition, wedged between the boarding schools and the apartment complexes of this town. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.